couple updates on some Big 12 coaching situations. Bill Self, health update, and also Mark Adams is out at Texas Tech. Crazy times in the Big 12. Also expansion. Uh, there's some news on that as well from Dennis Dodd. So a whole lot to get to on a busy Friday edition. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors here, the host of Locked On Big 12. Thank you guys for watching. It is 6 p.m. on Thursday, March 9th. As I'm recording this, this will air on Friday. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you guys do that. hit that bell for notifications. Once you subscribe, tell your friends as well. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Today's show is brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. One more note. So the reason why I'm recording these a little bit early is because uh, obviously the week I came back, I was like, great, get back you know, on my normal schedule, record the show during the day and post it. Well, forgot that Arkansas has their state basketball championships and me being the young aspiring broadcaster that I am saying, sure, I will call them. But obviously, it's causing me to travel an hour away from Little Rock to call the games and come back. So if news breaks, that's why I can't post them on time. And look, I want you guys to have a, fee, a show in your feed for the mornings. So with that, I'm recording the night before. Obviously, it leaves me susceptible to news breaking. Last Friday, we had some news. We'll see if this Friday we have some news. But just want to let you guys know, that's why I recorded the night before. Hopefully, next week, we'll get back to kind of a normal schedule with the recordings and whatnot in the postings. So uh, that's why we're a little bit early tonight, but still plenty to get to. So number one, a pretty serious topic here. We actually have a few serious topics to get to. Um, Bill Self, this was announced that he would not be coaching today's game against against West Virginia, which they won, uh, Kansas did. But it was rumored that he might have had a heart attack or something, and, and that's not the case. And here's a statement right now from the University of Kansas Health System. KU men's basketball coach Bill Self is a patient at the University of Kansas Health System. Chief Medical Officer Dr. Steve Stites wants to clarify that Coach Self did not suffer a heart attack as reported by some media. He arrived at the emergency department last night and underwent a standard procedure that went well. He is expected to make a full recovery. There will be no, medical, uh, no further medical details released for now. That's from the University of Kansas Health System. Bill Self said he's very grateful for the overwhelming number of well wishes from uh, his family that he's received. Um, you know, that he and his family have received. And he said, I'm excited to get back with my team in the very near future. So obviously there is some kind of health scare. It sucks that it happened right now. The great news is, is that he is doing okay right now. That's, that's the big news that we have. So we'll monitor that situation very closely. Obviously KU gets the job done today against West Virginia, pulled away there later on in that game. So we hope coach self is doing okay. The second situation we got is Mark Adams is out at Texas, Texas Tech. Um, they have, excuse me, they have parted ways of Mark Adams a year after they gave Mark Adams an extension. And so, uh, now that they're, you know, this is, I mean, there were talk about him maybe getting canned at the end of the year, but I did not think that this would be coming. I did not think that this would happen. Um, you know, he was suspended after a conversation with a player in which he used language that was inappropriate with one of the players. Uh, and then also you probably think that, you know, it, there's a lot of guys that, that, that might enter the transfer portal, but also the, apparently there are a lot of guys that said that they would not come back if Mark Adams was return, you know, returning as the coach. So Kirby Hocutt and company kind of had their feet held to the fire. Now they could have just let those guys walk, but it really would have been worth it to just bring back Mark Adams. No, I don't think it would have. So 
you know, this, this kind of weird coaching cycle continues. I mean, I mentioned this last night. I joked, I said, Rodney Terry, you know, Texas tech men, Texas tech men's basketball coach, Rodney Terry. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure Rodney Terry is going to get the Texas job. Do I think he should folks? Yes. Yes, I do. I've been on this train. I've been on this boat. Now, I was speaking with some folks like I think there is some legitimate concern. If you, if you want to not concern, but there are some question marks about, hey, how good is Rodney Terry as the head man, as a recruiter, having to get a new roster, build through the portal, all that kind of stuff? Because this team was built for, you know, for the staff I and mean, for Chris Beard. But like they have a lot of older guys in these teams. They have a lot of transfers that Chris Beard drew in. So he's going to have that challenge of basically rebuilding this team next season. And I'm really fascinated. I think he deserves the opportunity to do it, but you know, if there's some other situation out there, just say if coach Cal crashes and burns and he's interested in Texas, which I don't think he will be, that's something I think has to be discussed. Um, you know, what if, what if they think the time is now to get a grant McCaslin? Now, I think Texas Tech should hire grant McCaslin. Um, but I am not convinced Rodney Terry is going to be the Texas head coach. Do I think he should be? Yes. Do I think it's still locked up? I do, I do not think we're there yet. Not think we're all the way there yet. So, um, you know, tracking those situations, obviously very closely and tracking this situation out, Texas tech searching for a head coach. All right. Quick word from our sponsors before we move on with today's show, we are brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports book. You guys can go there today, sign up. It's free to do. Um, and then when you guys place your first bet, it's a no sweat first bet. So you guys can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets so once again fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel sportsbook america's number one sportsbook you can make every moment matter more with fanduel so i'm kind of going rapid fire through everything today where are we on conference realignment dennis dot article big 12 readies to pounce on four corner schools as doubt creeps in about pac 12's viability he said, as Brett Yormark ducked into a waiting car service Tuesday night, might have been the first time he was recognized outside of the office in his new job. Somebody said, that's the Big 12 commissioner. Gushed a, gushed a group standing on the street corner as if Paul McCartney had just walked into a car. Uh, he's getting more popular. That's, that's for darn sure. Um, and he mentions how, you know, the Big 12 has done a great marketing effort this time around with the Big 12 tournament. And then, you know, he really talks about what's happening, uh, you know, right now. And talking about how Arizona, Arizona State and Utah, Colorado and Utah have all been targeted. And talking about how there have been weekly conversations between the Big 12 and those four programs as talks have heated up one inside, uh, one league insider told CBS Sports. Now, once again, there are incentives for the Big 12 to keep this out there. I'll reach that in one second, but let's keep going here. Big 12 sources were waiting anxiously to hear the results of a Colorado Board of Regents meeting held to discuss the program's future in the Pac-12, the CU regents met in a special session, according to multiple reports. It may only take one of the four corner schools to bolt from the Pac-12 for three others to follow, Big 12 sources say. Um, and also Bill Self even said, that to me is a great one we have to get about Arizona. And uh, also Jerome Tang said, I've always thought about the Arizona schools. Uh, Colorado and Utah are natural fit for us. Who doesn't want to visit Arizona? Nice, well said, Jerome Tang, coach of the year in the big 12 he mentioned the pac 12 has been mostly closed mouthed since last summer when usc and ucla announced they were leaving for the big 10 um so this is where we are 
this is where we are right now, right? Uh, the Four Corners School, three high-ranking industry sources in the last week told CBS Sports they believe your mark is going to be successful in luring at least some combination of Four Corners schools. Some went farther speculating the Pac-12 was a couple weeks from dissolving. Uh, the dam breaking in a sense, one source said. As in confidence in the Pac-12, as, as is confidence in the Pac-12 getting a new media rights deal that will keep the 10 schools together. The irony is the Pac-12 has two chances, essentially, to break apart the Big 12, or they had them, rather, in 2010. That was with Larry Scott. And then, obviously, the next time around when things were going the other way. The future of the Ducks and the Huskies as members of the Pac-12 may be tied to outgoing Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. There are indications that at least one Big, 12, uh, Big Ten media rights holder won't engage in expansion talks until Warren officially leaves the conference for the Chicago Bears on April 17th. That would create an awkward transition for the Pac-12 schools if they have eyes in the Big Ten. So there, there's that situation right here. Uh, and also he mentions Pac-12 expansion. They are discussing, you know, their their options and, um, you know, the number to beat to 31.66 million from the Big 12. That's all. That's all we're dealing with right now. One conversation piece that I have seen is that are Big 12 sources out there pushing things too hard? And I think there is, I think it's a, not a bad um, assessment. I think that's not something that seems like totally crazy that could be out there, that could be happening. But, but I have to push back on that and say perception is reality, right? And the Big 12 has been winning the public discourse. And so I think those sources going out there and continually saying, hey, hey, we like our chances, we like our chances, we like our chances, in conjunction with the Pac-12 being quiet, I think if we're being you know, uh, honest and thoughtful observers, it is positive for the Big 12 to think about it that way, right? So once again, just exploring that. Nothing the Pac-12. They wanted to have a deal in place by you know, September Fourth is what we heard. And then now they need to have something right now at, at, at Pac-12, the conference tournaments, to kind of appease some folks. They don't have anything. They have nothing. Okay, well, uh, you know, they got until mid-April. Okay, but how long can you keep kicking the can down the road? Because you're losing leverage and you're losing it day by day by day. And you're losing security for these schools day by day by day. And the current security... And the future security that the Big 12 Conference could provide these programs, these schools, becomes more and more appealing. I would want to start stop dilly-dallying around and get my ass into a conference if I was Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. Feel confident you have a home, sure, but which one do you think will let you be try and be competitive? Because there's no guarantee the Pac-12 is going to help you get towards a direction of being competitive. There's no guarantee in that at all in the future because you don't know how long the TV deal is, the numbers sound pretty low, all of those things. So if that's the case and you're the Big 12 and you're Big 12 decision makers and sources, why would you not keep talking publicly and try to apply as much pressure as possible to the Pac-12 conference? It just makes a ton of sense to keep putting that pressure up. Now, how much of it's concrete and how much of it is not, I don't know. But you have to think, like, think about media people like Jason Shear and then Michael Luke, who we had on the show earlier this week. Arizona media people who are seeing this playing out, who are being like, we're better off in the Big 12. We think that's where this is going to go, to, to go to the Big 12. 
not only is that logical, but just think about like, I'm not saying those guys are, are subject to, um, you know, are, are just easily uh, taken over thought wise and are just very malleable minds. What I'm trying to say though, is, is that if this didn't seem legitimate or like a good idea or like smart reasoning and things weren't trending this direction, those people wouldn't be saying this. If both situations, you know, the big 12's position of power, which strengthens each day as the Pac-12 weakens, if that wasn't a reality, those folks would be saying, I don't know, because they want Arizona to do well. They, they don't care about really what conference is in. They want Arizona to do well and still be able to compete. And that's not the case in other places. So I think it's like something we have to seriously consider here. Um, and also, I think the idea, too, is like the Big 12 being confident about landing one means they can land all four. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think you only get the Arizonas together. I mean, I could see maybe one Colorado coming over, but like as soon as they did that, I think others would follow because you need to replace them. Also, there's momentum too. I mean, the Pac-12 schools are looking for expansion, but it feels like they're looking for replacements. That's that's realistically what it feels like. They're looking for replacements. It's hard to look to expand at the same time of trying to get a media deal done. Difficult to do. And George Klyavkov. You know, I think people might say, well, one goes to the other. I'm not totally sure. Not really sure how that that that's 100% how this thing is going to work. So these are the considerations that we have to have when somebody says, well, the Big 12, man, are they just are they just too relentless? You know, just the sources out here. I mean, they're just they're so relentless. They just want us to believe this stuff is true. But yeah, I mean, perception, though, is starting to become reality, um, I think, with all of this. That's the way this is feeling. That's the way that this is trending. Do I have a timeline for this? No. Once again, I think the Pac-12 schools are going to do their due diligence, and they've been giving George Klyavkov, let's be honest, plenty of time. They want to give him all the time in the world because, as I've said a bunch, as I'll say again, they want to remain in the Pac-12. That's what's best for them, and I think it's what's best for the entire sport. But it looks like that is not you know, maybe going to become a major conference. Pac-12 folks are selling you on, on CFP access. That's very true, but – it under the new CFP, the top 12, uh, top six conference champions make it sure. But we're going to have a situation where if the money gap is so freaking gigantic that, you know, like if we're talking about like hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, you know, I mean, if we're talking about a conference that makes 80 million per team per year in the big 10, and then we're talking about the PAC 12, which can contribute like 20 per year. And let's just say it breaks up some and gets even smaller at all and goes to like, what, 25 or even less, 20? $60 million gap, and it won't stay that way. I mean, do we think the Big Ten's going to get less per school next time around? Uh, live sports rights have gone one direction. That is up. That'd be, real, that'd be bucking a real trend if it went the other way. And so that gap is going to be greater and greater and greater. And you might have teams make the CFP, but who's realistically competing to win a CFP? And look, like, I think the CFP access is, is only going to be dispersed between a few schools. I mean, um, I think about PAC 12 champions, like USC's leaving. You say it was good. Washington's got a chance. Sure. Oregon's got a chance. Yeah. But Utah, like it's those three schools and two of them might leave for the big 10 and probably should leave for the big 10. So like, what is the real, you know, like it basically just be like, like a, I say this, but like at some points, like when does it become like a QCT making it? Like, it's awesome. It's great they're there, but, like, how much are we actually competing here? Look, if it's say, well, Josh, oh, Big 12 teams don't do very well. Well, one beat Kansas or one beat Michigan this year who, you know, beat slapped uh, Ohio State and, and and did pretty well against them back-to-back years. Short Georgia killed TCU. Yeah, I, I've been talking about the gap for a while, but, like, at least the gap from the Big 12 
to those schools is a little bit smaller than what it would be in the Pac-12 if the things keep trending money-wise. Because, like, what does the money go to? Facilities, which helps your recruiting, which helps you win, or and, and coaching too, which helps you win, which helps you make more money. Like, all of those things have, like, it's a cycle. And so if you're not putting the right stuff into the machine, if you're not feeding, oh, we're not, you know, we're losing visibility and we're losing money and we don't have security, then who wants to coach there? What kids are going to play there because their parents can't watch their games and are hard to watch, whatever it is, you know, they're hard to watch the games and fans are watching the games. So why will TV networks even want to put you on television? And it just, it's going to keep feeding into itself. And it's a bad situation overall. That kind of balance could be there. And like, once again, the existential question for the big 12 is how do you catch the SEC and the Big Ten. I've got no answers for that. I've got none. No answers for that kind of situation. I've got no answers for that. Because really, it's like, that's like what it is. It's like, can you, catch, can you catch teams that look and play like Georgia? Can you catch teams that look and play like Alabama? You can catch teams that look like Michigan, apparently. How do you catch the Ohio States of the world, though? How do you, you know, the spread them out, weapons everywhere, some playmakers on defense and a really awesome quarterback play and amazing coaches. You know, think about Jim Knowles poached, poached from Oklahoma state and they, and they try to keep him. They just gave him so much money. They couldn't say no with the highest paid assistant coaches. Like that's what we're competing with, but that's what the big 12 is competing with. That gap gets bigger, bigger when this happens, uh, you know, like the Pac-12 just went through. Utah's a really good program. They're awesome. But last year in the Rose Bowl, they lost to Ohio State, who was playing a lot of the scrubs. Scrubs. Scrubs for them. Lower lower level players. Now I know Utah had a ton of injuries. This year they lost to Penn State in the Rose Bowl. USC lost to Tulane. They lost to Tulane. I mean, and they just completely smoked it and blew it. And look, like that's that's you know, I would say, well, they're going to the Big Ten. Sure, but, but that is a Pac-12 team. You know, it's it's the good quarterback play, some skill position players, but the Pac-12 defense has really fell off this past year. Even like Utah, we liked a lot. I mean, Richardson toasted them, and he hasn't been – he was not the most efficient college quarterback. Those are the gaps when we're talking about, you know, specific things you have to close. But the Pac-12 is not getting any closer. Amazon does not put you closer. The, the you know, the – all right, trade-off, fine, we'll take less money for streaming. So you're going to lose visibility. Or if you go streaming plus cable plus less money, you're losing money and some visibility. And then also it's a short-term deal. And also your two biggest brands, Oregon and Washington left, might go elsewhere. It's just a security thing, right? Like the gap is bigger for them right now because they can't figure it out. And look, I think Oregon's still gonna be really good and they've played in championship games. But it's been a while since the pack has been represented in the playoff and, and made a really good accounting of themselves in a playoff. Uh, we're a far way off from that right now. And it feels like that might continue, you know, uh, and it might get worse. We'll continue. It'll get worse if you go to a, if you stay in a conference like that really is my, my big thesis on all of this. So that's why, that's why I think it's so hard to get a deal done because the undercut from the big 12 just has, you know, they've got the Pac-12 right where they want them, ESPN and Amazon. Like they're in such positions of power and a company like Amazon, which has been so successful and, you know, kind of crippling the little man for so long, is is in such a great spot and like they can flex that business muscle that's gotten them to where they are and they can really enforce in the Pac-12. That's why Pac-12 has got nothing going on right now, it feels like. So, I, you know, that's that's we're, we're kind of in the same spot as last week. But once again, every day, every single day, 
it feels more and more likely. And also we've got Bill Self and Jerome Tang, like mentioned, like Bill Self is, this is a must have. We got to get Arizona in here. I think he understands this because that's good for business. We talked about this yesterday in the show An all basketball, an isolated basketball package. You could sell best in the country. You know, Arizona hoops is unbelievable. Uh, you can get them in there. Like that, that's, that's more, it's two more awesome matchups a year home and away. And then third, maybe the tournament that you're, you're just sign me up, sign me up, throw it in my face, put, give it to me a big Monday, give it to me. Sonic bluster, block, blockbuster on a Saturday. Do you want that Arizona? You want Sonic blockbusters against Baylor, Iowa state, Texas tech, Kansas, K state, or do you want 10 PM Sonic block last week, guys, last week, 10 PM on ESPN. UCLA and Arizona, one of the best games that we you know, best matchups we're going to get in a conference all year, the best Pac-12 matchup and get stuck there at that time slot. That could be you some weeks, but when this good of a schedule, they ain't going to be you every week and you're going to be on ESPN a, hell, hell of a, a whole hell of a lot. This conference just offers more at this point. It's plain and simple. The Big 12 offers more to a school like in Arizona than the Pac-12 does. Guys like Jason Shear see it. Uh, Guys like Michael Luke see that. I think Bill Self sees that, obviously, for his school. But I think, you know, Kansas and Arizona, you know, KU's got this amazing tradition, but Arizona, I think they're kind of similar, right? Struggling football programs that do bonkers numbers at the box office in terms of basketball. Their attendance is off the wall good. They have awesome coaches right now. They're really strong historical programs. Like, they see the – if Bill Self sees the value in Arizona, Arizona should say, you know, should see the value – like in like they're pretty similar schools in terms of what they are state schools right they are larger state schools um that have awesome basketball tradition and are coming up in football and i think that's kind of where we are with all this like this is this is the big thing and also i think schools like arizona will definitely love the fact that brett your mark sees the basketball as a big advantage in the future all right that'll do it for today's show one more word from our folks at bill bar then we'll get out of here today's show is brought to you all Buy the Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That is Built.com. When you guys do, um, you guys can use the promo code LOCK15, or you can go to Sam's Club and Walmart. Walmart, four-pack. Sam's Club, 13-pack of your favorite Built Bars. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com. All right, folks, follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. Find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe here on Twitter. Uh, subscribe here on YouTube, and once again, find us on Twitter. All of those fun things. So next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.